Hey mama, I am so excited you are here. My name is Kelsey and this is Becoming You, a podcast all about how to find you again because motherhood, your career, your relationships, they all seem to make us feel like we identify in one area of our life. And this podcast is about finding who you are on the inside, what matters most to you. And I'm going to give you tools and stories to show you exactly how to do that. Now let's get to the episode. Hello, welcome back to the show. I want to thank you personally for every single time you shared this episode, this last week, this podcast. I had zero intentions of this podcast growing this quickly. And I want to say thank you because this has been a dream of mine for quite a while. And I've just been so scared to go for it and do it. And the more pull I have and the more I go out of my comfort zone, God is showing me this is exactly what I'm supposed to be doing. So thank you very much for all of the comments, all of the sweet words you have shared and sharing this to your social media with your friends. I appreciate it so much. So today I want to really dive into love languages. I don't know if you have ever heard of the book. Gary Chapman has the best book called The Five Love Languages. I didn't know this was a thing. I thought I love you meant I love you. I thought the way I felt love is how every single person on the planet felt love. I was very naive. And I found this out whenever we went to therapy actually after my first son Harrison. So I shared a little bit last week about my story with postpartum depression and it really got me into therapy for the first time in in a while. I had done it in the past, but it was nothing like it was after having postpartum depression. I hit my rock bottom and I knew I was going to follow what they told me to do. I am a rule follower and I wanted to make sure that I was actually, you know, using my time to its fullest. I didn't want to be wasting time. I didn't want to just pay money and go on with my day. I actually wanted something I could implement, take with me and use that same day in my home. And that's what I want to share with you today. So I am not a therapist. I do not have a psychology degree. I have a doctorate degree in pharmacy. But I do know that love languages have helped me so much in my marriage, in my motherhood, in my wellness journey, in just relationships with other people. So if you have not got the book, I would highly recommend go get it. Uh, You can order it on Amazon, listen to it on Audible. It is so, so good and explains it so well. But basically there's five different love languages. Language number one is words of affirmation. Number two, acts of service. Number three, gifts. Number four, quality time. Number five, physical touch. So I just wanna share an example with you. I have always been a words of affirmation person. So when somebody tells me, thank you, I'm doing a good job, that they love me, those words mean so incredibly much to me and I feel loved. My husband, however, has always been more on the physical touch side. So he likes to be hugged, he likes to be kissed, he likes to spend time together, hold hands together. Um, And (laughs) as a mom, maybe you can relate to this, you get touched out a lot, right? 
At least that's how it is for me. I have two little ones, a four-year-old, a one-year-old. I'm getting tugged on, pulled on, like they're right by me all day long. So it is hard for me when my husband gets home to be like, hey, how was your day? And give him a big hug and kiss because I love him. It's more like, hi, I need you. I'm drowning. Please come here. And I'll tell him I love him and I appreciate him because I very much do. But words of affirmation is my love language, not his. So even though I'm saying thank you so much for helping with the kids tonight or thank you for dinner, I love you so much, that doesn't fill his love cup like it does mine. So you have to be more mindful of what your spouse needs or what any relationship needs for that matter because there's love in all of our relationships, right? It's not just our marriages and our intimate relationships. It's every connection and relationship we have. We have friends. We have friend groups with our kids, parents. We have relationships at work. Love languages are so important because this helps you get connected with other people, right? And the biggest thing is it helps you find out who you are. So I want you to dive into that today. Write them down and I'm gonna give examples of each of them here so hopefully you can relate to them, figure out what fills your cup most. There's actually a quiz that I will link here too in the show notes for you that you can take to see what your love language is. And I would love for you to share this episode and let me know what your love language is and if it helped. So words of affirmation, I already explained a little bit, but that's feeling appreciated. It's people using words to tell you that you're doing a good job. So I'm an Enneagram too. I've said that last episode as well. I love to make other people feel good. So whenever I'm making people feel good and they're saying, thank you, that fills my cup. It makes me feel good. So what does that mean for me? It means as I'm finding out who I am, I'm going to tell other people first off what I need, but I'm also going to put myself in situations that I can get those words of affirmation. So in my marriage, particularly, we've had to have a lot of hard conversations about this is what I need. Even if you appreciate me, when he like pats me on the back or rubs my hair or whatever the case may be, that doesn't make me feel appreciated. While he's showing me he loves me, it doesn't connect with me. So I hope that makes sense. So having that conversation with Nathan, my husband, about what I need has been super helpful. So now, whenever I cook dinner, he's like, thank you, that was really good. And it makes me feel great. So love language number two was acts of service. So this is doing, it can be anything. It can be doing dishes. It can be helping with the laundry, helping with the kids, doing things around the house. Or for example, this is something I love, even though I'm not an acts of service person for love languages. When my husband gets me gas, that makes me feel good. Like that is an act of service. So if you were somebody who loves whenever people do things for you. That is your love language and you need to own that and you need to share that with your spouse or whoever that may be, your children. Like, hey, it feels really good when you do this for me. How can I show you love? And it's good to have that conversation. Gifts is love language number three. So this would be getting someone flowers or chocolates or little surprises. 
And while all of these kind of go together, I feel in a way, you do have a dominant one. So just dive into it. What makes you feel the best? And I would highly, highly, highly recommend journaling on it as well as taking the quiz because you will find out exactly it is what you need and then you're able to speak for it and you're able to put yourself in situations that you're able to do this more often. Uh, love language number four is quality time. This one I have actually fallen into a little bit more since we originally did this. Um, and I think that's cool about growth and finding who you are, right? Like not one size, not one language fits all. You can be a little bit of everything and that's cool as we grow that we're able to do that. So. Lately, something I've noticed, and Nathan and I have had this conversation again, is I want more quality time. As we've had two kids now instead of one, the transition has been huge for us. It's probably been one of the most hardest transitions we've had in our marriage. And it's just hard to be able to spread out your time and balance your time with both kids, let alone your spouse. And I've been feeling a lack of time together. Not that we don't necessarily see each other, but we're not having that quality time together. We weren't prioritizing dates anymore. We weren't, you know, hanging out and watching TV at night or even having a conversation. It was trying to survive with our kiddos and get through the bedtime routine and all of that to crashing as soon as we lay down and waking up the next morning and doing it again. And I don't know if you can relate to that at all, but I have I have found myself feeling not necessarily as good as I wanted to. And I knew he loved me, I know he loves me, but I did, we weren't having that quality time. And we had the conversation like, hey, I need a little bit more of this. I wanna make dates a priority, I would love if you could schedule a date and call a babysitter, that would make me feel incredibly loved. And being able to tell your friends this too, if you're a quality time person, just tell them, tell them what you want, what, what you need, and don't be afraid to be the one who initiates it. This was me for the longest time. I was so scared of what people were gonna think if I spoke up for what I actually wanted. And that's not, that's not the case. People aren't going to tear you down because you told them what you need. There's a way to ask and show love and be a kind human versus being bossy and manipulative to get what you want, of course. But it is okay to tell your spouse that you want them to schedule a date night. It is okay for you to schedule a date night because you know what that means to you. It's okay for you to ask your spouse to help with laundry because it would help you feel loved. But you are the one who gets to choose how you portray your relationships and how you go about them. You are the one who is able to share what you need and take charge of your life. So I got a little bit on a tangent there, but love language number five is physical touch. And this is the one I struggle with most for my husband because I'm touched out. That's just the truth of it. I love having my own space and my kids are in my bubble all day long. 
so we have had a lot of hard conversations about this and what exactly we needed to do to make this happen more so for me I am trying to find little things I can do throughout the day that don't make me feel so overwhelmed. So I want to show my husband he's loved because he is very, very loved. So that means I have to get past the physical touch issue. So for me, it means getting boundaries with my kids first off because if I can set the boundaries and not feel as touched out during the day, I am able to when he gets home, give him a kiss, give him a hug, be like, hey, how was your day? I love you. Because he will feel loved and appreciated then. Where if I'm not setting the boundaries, I'm going to keep stressing myself out every day and not wanting to have any touch. And then he's not gonna feel loved. And that just leads down the cycle of both partners not feeling loved. So, I highly recommend that you have the conversation, but I also highly recommend that you figure out what boundaries you need in order to make those happen for your spouse or for the relationships you're trying to show their love language for. So another example of this would be in the mornings now, I make sure to kiss Nathan goodbye before he goes to work and tell him good morning. And I'm trying to do this with the kids as well. I'm trying to show them a little bit of everything so they're able to pick up on what makes them feel most loved. I can tell you my oldest son, he definitely loves gifts and he also loves physical touch. He's very huggy. He wants to hold hands all the time. Um, He loves surprises. And you'll find this with your kids too that you can pick these up. Emma, she's pretty little yet. She's only one. Um, But I would say right now she is quality time and words of affirmation like her mama. Um, Anytime you tell her she's doing a good job, she lights up and you can just see the glow in her eye. So it's just cool if you look at all of these to see how it affects each person and how we're all so different. And again, as you grow, you're going to have a little bit of all of these. So just to wrap this up, words of affirmation, acts of service, gifts, quality time, physical touch. These are the five love languages. And in order to figure out who you are, not what you do, or how much money you make, or what your career is, or if you're a mom, this is who you are. What makes you light up and feel loved? Because when you know this about yourself, you can share that with others. Whenever you feel loved, you're more likely to be productive, to be motivated, to want to make a difference in this world. And that's my goal for you, is to be able to have you show up as your best self every single day. Not as your perfect self, as your best self, because your cup is full, because you're taking the time for you to know who you are and what you need, and you're not afraid to tell other people. I hope this was helpful. If it was, please share it on your social media. Tag me at KelseyTucker1029. I cannot wait to talk to you next week and I will see you then.